that's kind of like not needing the culture to define you. You are the culture. You're gay. Right. Gays marry. Gays hang out at home and watch TV and play board games with their friends. Like we don't have to let that one part. And the other thing I would say is we can redefine that part. Yeah. We could turn those parties into less aggressive if yeah. we want to. We're, yeah, we're like, we got the money. Book club. Hey, I'm starting one. Hey doll, it's the Gaily Dose, a group of gay men who have fun, elevated conversation to build a deeper sense of community in our gay world. Check us out at thegailydose.com or at the Gaily Dose Pod on all social media. Girl, you better come get your Gaily Dose. Welcome to the Gaily Dose. This is Helmut Lucero Domogolski. I'm here with my friends. Hi, it's Daniel Martini. What's going on? It's Zach. And I am Jake Jones. And this episode is sponsored by AHF, where you can find all of your gay needs and regardless of your ability to pay it. And go to ahf.org. And if you're interested in sponsoring us, you can visit us uh, or email us at marketing at thegailydose.com. That's right, dolls. And today we're really excited. We have a great episode planned for you with some different um, segments like we usually do. And then we also are doing um, a discussion around partying hard and how we like Ooh. to party hard in the gay community so uh listen in for that soon um i was gonna ask you boys how was your week anything new i had a great week little public drama i'm leaving my job <gasps> so you know okay. this whole great resignation that's happening in the united states yes i'm not part one of okay and i'm so happy yeah. and it's so healthy and if you need to leave your job if they're not treating you right do it Get take out. a risk take a chance yeah good for you i actually think that right that's away. i think that's something that's really important um that, like the the what is it called? The great what? The great, the great resignation. resignation. Really? I feel like people are like the thing. They're expecting oh, it's more. A total thing. They're expecting it's more from their career. It from their is employer. a published mm-hmm. econ term now, and I think it's us as a society taking a step, saying we deserve more pay. Inflation is driving the need for us to get paid more to afford our normal sure. goods. So I'm part of it, and my life is changing, and I'm so excited to be more expendable to this podcast and see you guys more. So I'm just so excited for 2022. Good for you. Congrats. Yeah. We hope that turns out fantastic. Well, not to put the damper on the mood, but I've had a day myself. (laughs) My mom is in town. She had her birthday today. Surprised me. My dad's in the hospital. Happy birthday, birthday, Carol. We love you. Best mom ever. My dad's in the hospital. He broke his wrist. I have to drive him to surgery. It's just his wrist. No big deal. And I got a million dollar deal under contract and I lost a $850,000 deal. It's a roller coaster of a day for you. On yes. the way up here. It's so, like, oh, okay, up and down. Dolls, stay in it. 2022 is full of twists and turns. So we're here. I'm in it with you, okay? Yeah, and uh, you know, the only other thing, Dante could not join us today. Um, so she had some crazy work stuff. And so that's kind of how it is on the dose. We sort of make it when we can, and that's that's how it rolls. And the only other thing I'm gonna say, I had my first ever meal at work. Like I used to wipe wine, dine, travel all the time, right? And this group from Arabia came in and like we went out and had food on the company dime. And I was like, what is this? Like, it felt like I was like, this is so crazy. Yeah, but still, Bring it back. it's interesting because all those expenses, ever, they're all gone. If you ever want to take us out on the okay. company cards. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like that whatever. I didn't know you were in the morning, morning, but okay. <laughs> Word. You never know. All right, dolls. Well, we're excited about what's ahead. Tune in. 
cool, girl. Turn that down. Queering Events is on. Dolls, welcome back to Queerin Events, the fast-paced segment where we talk about news topics. As always, Queerin Events is sponsored by Joining Hearts. Joining Hearts, trying to make a tremendous difference in Atlanta. Join the family and the fight at joininghearts.org. Babies, we have to talk about what's going on in Atlanta. We have just made history because we have four openly identifying council members in our city council that identify as a part of the LGBTQ community. That is going to be Keisha. That's going to be Alex, Liliana, and Matt. And we are so proud of you guys. You are making Atlanta a very great place to live. And you are capturing our voices and the the diversity that we need. So keep it up. That is, we have to start with that as a queen event. Did you see, like, Matt, like, um, Matt, I think Matt came out, like, officially, but, like, also he was, like, I've seen him out enough. (laughs) (laughs) I was a little late to the party. Okay, I saw pics. I've never seen him out. But anyway, like, awesome, right? Like, and then the diversity within them. Yeah, oh my God, absolutely. Seriously, I feel like Atlanta is on the scene. We have been making some moves Mm -hmm. across the country. And then, like, this just makes me so happy to be here right now, dog. I can't not think that it it in some way is related to how progressive Keisha Lance Bottom was when it came to Mm -hmm. starting an office of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. I think that is really, really cool and it's very gay-affirming or queer-affirming yeah. um, and maybe kind of paved the way for all that. This is one yeah. of the first times in political history I feel like the diversity of our city that I've always worn as a badge has been represented in politics and I cannot wait to see what this team does yeah. for Atlanta. Absolutely. No, for sure. And I also think like being really candid, right? So like we're just celebrating MLK. Like this mm-hmm. is the place where a lot of social changes happen yeah. and been driven. And we're we're even part of that. Our listeners, you all are part of that. Right. As we're sort of like I talk about this all the time, like pushing forward yeah. sort of what it means to be queer. What does it mean to be gay? Like how how do we define that? Let's like use the inspiration of these four people to like think more highly about what we can be and what we can Absolutely. achieve and how we can administrate um, places like cities, right? Yeah. To be better places for everyone, yeah. obviously. Um, but like just, I'm also just super stoked that there's so much diversity yeah. amongst the four of them. That's oh, amazing. Like, yeah. that's, well, so also speaking of Atlanta, this is a crazy story, y'all. All right, so the president of MARTA, so MARTA's like our local public transit here yeah. in Atlanta. Not the vibe always, that, right? right. Not yeah, the, it's, it's I mean, with MARTA. It literally goes, I get, I just get, I just get frustrated because yeah. it's like literally north, south, east, west, and yeah. I'm like, I know, we can do know. better, people. we can, we do, can better. do better. We yeah, can. speaking to be being proud of Atlanta, not our proudest badge. Not so I much. have to say, I agree. Not but so much about the public tra- transit. So the president of MARTA, a fifty-something-year-old man, mm-hmm. early fifties, committed suicide yesterday by jumping in front of a MARTA train. Oh, like that's so harsh, crazy. Yeah, I heard that, and I'm just like, first of all, like, imagine like how hard that would be for the family, of course, and then for, but also for the Marta community, like as a company. I'm sure he's like, wait, I'm he sorry, he did so much for them. I'm sure. I'm sorry, and I've read only good things about the him. president of Marta. Marta. The, so the president of Marta, Marta killed himself by jumping in front of a Marta train. Yeah. yeah. That has to be like one of, I mean, not to look light on suicide, that has to be the most trolly thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> or like, what do you mean by like, I feel like he's trolling the whole system itself. Yeah. 
I mean, or it's extremely poetic, yeah. right? Like, I think it's yeah. very poetic. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, how sad! I, mean, I just, yeah, yeah. I, maybe I not poetic. the maybe not the most like gorgeous relic of Atlanta at the moment, but definitely like yeah. high on the charts and, for us. And obviously, they're like it hasn't come out. Like, why? What yeah. kind of issues yeah. that he's been having? But mm -hmm. uh, they just uh, Marta actually just announced a huge like spend in upgrading all the trains really and we're and like as a writer i'm like y'all need to like upgrade where y'all go yeah <laughs> yeah like north extension. south east west ain't gonna cut it no yeah, yeah. extension we, of routes that's a whole other thing though yeah. you know like that is a wish i have for our city in general right yeah. is that we have to be willing to spend on those things and sure. that's all about the infrastructure and the taxes and that's why we need like a yes. part of our city like going back to representation right, yes yeah, right. you're so so right so thankful for these people and thankful for i'm sorry to hear about that yeah. but i am i am I'm hopeful for Marta. I know many people who depend on Marta um, to get where they need to go yeah. and to make their money make it meet their needs. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And pulling in the stories of Georgia, we need to take it over to Texas. I don't know if you guys heard about this Texas yesterday. Home, home state. But we had an extreme hostage situation yesterday oh, that was yeah. really publicized as a political terrorist not attack, but um, statement, right? There was a, a Texas hostage situation in Colleyville, Texas, at a synagogue, no. right? There were- um, in the uh, Fort Worth area, Yeah. right? Yeah, there were four hostages and one rabbi that were held hostage for around 10 hours mm -hmm. by a gentleman that was truly trying to protest. Afifa Siddiqui, who is a Pakistani scientist who was sentenced to jail for 86 years here in the United States. She's got her facts straight. In Texas. You know a lot about this. Hey, yes. you know, I'm trying she to be on, I'm on that reporter shit. <laughs> yeah. But what's important to know about Afia, sorry, Afia, as you say that, right? <laughs> um, she did try to murder US service members wow. in Afghanistan. So it was this extreme level of we as Americans. Um, detained her and a lot of people have this idea that that's discriminatory and that's only a political move on our part um, but yeah so that was a complete protest that hostage situation ended with the gunmen being killed after the 10 hours thankfully to the rabbi who threw a chair at him so yeah. I'm so happy that ended as safely as possible yeah. but we have to bring this to light that yeah. terrorism is happening yeah. for a multitude of reasons well, and I pulled up a, an article as you were kind of pitching this story and I I actually just saw it like late last year. Hate crimes are at the highest level in 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. Well, and I think 2020. Like, here's the other piece, like the Jewish, the Jewish plight, right? And and it's like yet again, like another sect, another mm -hmm. small group, is right? Like another minority, out, right? And we sort of, and I I want to point out, like, um, you know. We've had some really great support from that sector in terms of the birth of yeah. the daily dose. And I just feel like these groups, black, Jewish, gay, hello, they were targets in concentration camps. Yeah. They've been targets across cool. like the the history. Yep. Um, Asian as well. I mean, just it's interesting to yeah, think about each of the our minority groups and um, and why it's so important to sort of be there to support each other, no matter which one. Yeah. And here it is, you know, I'm I'm saddened that Texas, you know, this is this yeah. is my home state, yeah. and I look at these behaviors and I'm like, man. Of course, obviously, it could happen anywhere. Yeah. But gosh, I, I always feel like something, right? It's like I even I was even on Instagram and I saw this woman, um, this Asian woman who was being, you know, called you know these racial slurs because of like coronavirus. They, you know, they created it or they yeah. spread it. It's like what what is wrong with our country right now? God, I mean, I just go to media right now and the fact that they're perpetuating so many different 
giant segments of news that could be false, could be true, and I think it's causing absolute hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. And it's leading to it's a domestic yeah. terrorism, yeah. truly. Like, we are the most diverse country in the world. Mm-hmm. We have the most races in we one do. country. We do. Where are we going to see acts like that most concentrated? And it's going to be in the U.S., but we have to get our leadership and we have to spread the For word sure. to make sure that we have to come to an understanding that we all coexist together yeah. in you, this country. You know, I think another big piece of this is this is our this is our ability to be different. Meaning like our greatest strength as an American country is all this diversity. Mm-hmm. We have got to figure this out, mm-hmm. not just for ourselves, for our children. Because we this is like if I think like all the countries in the world, yeah. this is our ace of spades right right this is our like this is the way that we can be unique and continue to yeah. create and evolve the rest yeah. of the mm-hmm. world but we cannot turn on each yeah. other yeah. and that's like that's the one temptation yeah. right is to like make each other different yeah. and i feel like I feel like that we can be leaders yeah. that mm-hmm. way, right? In our yeah. own worlds, is just be like, listen, I'm not gonna just assume evil. Why do we assume evil, yeah. like, of people that are different yeah. than us instead of assuming right. good? You know, it all and it all, all kind of reminds me of like a civil rights 2.0 right now, where there's all there's a lot of like racial distrust, right? And um, we're actually recording on Martin Luther King Day, so what a what a yeah, yeah. very timely, yeah, you know, yeah, day you know, to think about. This you know, of. civil rights was such a constructed movement that had so many bodies in a similar path and I would like to get there like I don't know if I agree that it's civil rights 2.0 I don't know if that could ever be reproduced right but to that degree, the yeah, initiative yeah. is what I would love to see happen sure. I mean I think we're at a point where the saturation of these events that happen in Texas are so heavy that we are starting to become completely ignorant Choosing to be ignorant sure. to the fact that they're flying in, so I think, I think we have to have leaders that come in and say this yeah. is an obvious issue. Well, and, and, and I don't want to, and I, I don't, I don't think we can talk about this without also talking about how social media's role in all of this. Of, we, you know, we are fed facts and information that already match what our, you know, what our uh, our mindsets already are, right? Right, but that's where it's like the, the responsibility you have as an individual in this country yes. is to take that extra step and yeah. like double click mm-hmm. into what you're reading, what's well, it's it not coming the double from? Click. No, like where's it coming from? Click. Like this is, yeah. this is our responsibility <laughs> as Americans mm-hmm. and it's it's ours. Uh, speaking of this yeah. kind of unrest that we feel, our last, um, our last queer event is around um, the wealth that has happened, the gaining of wealth that mm. has happened, and um, I think it was our top 10 wealthiest individuals have doubled their amount of wealth during the pandemic. And then yet you have like, I think 160 million people that have mm-hmm. gone into poverty during the pandemic. Dead. You have um, a tremendous amount of decrease of wages with inflation by so many individuals. And I really do think this is going to be the topic of that's defining of our yeah. next generation because this is an issue that like look we still need hard work we still need hard workers but the division of the wealth and how we choose to do that is going to be I think the topic of our times yeah. um, 
And like it's, the, it's not easy, right? No. Like, it's almost questioning the ultimate American dream. I feel like almost yes. this idea of the American dream yes. has created a monster that we can no longer battle right. because so many people are being put under the rug because right. of it, right? We have grown in this country yeah. to say, you can make an unlimited amount of money, but now we are starting to like knock on the doors yeah. of the people up top and saying, that's too much and it's inhumane and you know that. And I'm you like, and, and, and they have to know it, but are they doing anything? Right, right. I, 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 read, I, th- I think I read something, it was like, people don't, can't even grasp how much a billion dollars is. It said something like, if you spent $1,000 every day since 1 AD, essentially, you would still have money yeah. left over. Like I, I can't wait. So I, I know it's, we could talk about this insane, all insane. <laughs> we could talk about this all day. I will say this. I am excited about unpacking this actually in future episodes yeah, of the absolutely. dose, not lying. I've actually thought a lot about the fact that there are some really important things to say for just as as citizens. How do we how do we navigate this through? Because a lot of times it requires the default is it requires, you know, um, war. Right, to redistribute this wealth. I really, really have a prayer, I guess, for the world, not just mm-hmm. for America, because yeah. I think it's a global issue that our wealthiest will figure out the best way to be ethical yeah. about what yeah. they've been given. Because I don't, I don't, that's honestly the only thing I can see I that know. won't end in, yeah. in physical violence. I don't know if I have a lot of hope for that, unfortunately. You know, yeah. you, I do. Well, good. I but do. What I'm saying, <laughs> but, but when my you, optimist, my pessimist. <laughs> right. right. And the balance in the middle, the, baby. The, the <laughs> Angel, the angel and the, the devil. The, well, the reason I say that is because you see like Jeff Bezos and these mm-hmm. millionaires and billionaires that are gallivanting in space when we have world hunger, people who don't have water, people are starving, we have coronavirus. I mean, we have right. a worldwide pandemic, but, I think, but, but they're not even like... But here's what's going to our advantage. We have the internet and we have a greater social conscience. And I do think these people are gifted, smart people. They have been placed in these places for a reason. I really believe that. And my hope is that they, I mean, it is it is my hope I mean, it's good. that they yeah. that they are responsible with the gifts that they have been given yeah. because i think that the populations across the earth will at some point not they they will organize themselves at some point yeah. because and the, and information exchange will yeah. help well, i mean you look could, at what wait look at what we're doing right here yeah. we're bringing it to the table and we're talking about it with all of you dolls Absolutely. we're watching in well, we always will go in with a full heart yeah. with all of these topics that we bring to the table yeah. in current events well you heard it here first i'm going to nominate mackenzie bezos for uh, the human heart on because she okay. has donated billions and billions and billions of the wealth. Well, the money. I cannot right, wait well, for you to bring I that segment wait for that in a future right? episode. This was fun though. This, this is, is real, right? right? This, this kind is of taking and like I said before. <laughs> sorry, like I said before, we come at it with a full heart. This is queer events. We know it took some time, but we got your human heart on. Hi dolls, uh, this is another edition of The Human Heart On! So we are talking about Trixie Mattel today. Oh my ah. goodness, the living legend. She has Trixie Cosmetics, Trixie Motel. Um, she has, oh my God, her YouTube series. I mean, this bitch is, and also she is a Grammy nominated Shut the hell artist. up. No, she, is. she is, no she is. She, she is. is. Her, Never- her, her songs are bangers so in this edition of the human heart on we got to give a super big shout out to trixie mattel holding it down 
Jake, I what are your thoughts on I Trixie Mattel? I love Trixie Mattel. The way I connected with Trixie so much was through her podcast with Katya called The Bald and the Beautiful. Incredible podcast. Bald and the Beautiful, amazing. Anytime Katya and Trixie have a banter back and forth, I'm obsessed. I feel like I'm best Their friends with you. Their chemistry between the two are Trixie, you don't know it yet, but we're best friends. And I can't wait for you to get my telephone number. But you're right. She's an entrepreneur like no other. To me, after Drag Race, she's been obviously the most successful drag queen because she said, brand this, brand that. 60s and then mod brand. Gonna, yeah. Now, she, Jake, uh, is she known for pulling looks? I think is she, she... the most fashionable wait, 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 wait. Okay. I know you're about to smash on her a little bit. I'm but not I think smashing on her. I'm everybody saying, like, knows. She's got an avenue everybody and she plays knows, into it. Everybody knows the brand that Trixie gives and she provides it and every time. And what would time. that be? She gives big eyes, big hair, and then pajamas. <laughs> it takes me about five minutes to find her actual eyeballs. But I'm sorry. All this of is, that I'm sorry. Eyeliner. Let's get back to this. This is human heart on. We respect you. We love you entirely, Trixie. I am trying to get like you, if I'm being honest. I'm trying to have my foot and toe you in every... You need a way higher wig. Way higher wig. Much and a, smaller and waist. And a peplum and 60s <laughs> pink skirt. And I just need to shit on people constantly and hate my profession, but still keep it up. Because <laughs> that's all she does. But yeah, love Trixie so much. We love Trixie Mattel. Trixie, the work ethic that you put into it, you have done the pit stop. You have a singer-songwriter, first of all, touring all around the world. world. You are doing, um, oh my God, what's the, the show Trixie where she does the, the singer competition? Oh, Queen Off? Queen Universe? <laughs> Queen, Queen of the Universe. She's on I cable. Mean, she is really putting the heels to the pavement. And we are I so mean, proud of you. she is like really doing it. And so Trixie, for this episode, you are our human heart on and we love you. We love you. Mwah. Let's zoom into that doll and double click. Hey dolls, I'm excited to come back to you with another uh, story around this whole software thing. So we talked a little bit about how your first version of software you get from your parents, right? I got the same thing. And we talked about respecting that there are good things about it and bad things about it. We've proofed that. So today I'm going to suggest that there's a second set of software that we each receive. Um, and it's some sort of ethical or religious software. Each of us was in some way, shape or form raised with some sort of standard as to what we might want to think about the world in. We'll call it a set of glasses. I'll never forget, I went skiing with my daughter one time and we had this conversation so existential. She was like 17 years old. And we talked about our religion and how it was like a set of glasses. And once you realize they were a set of glasses, you could realize you could pull them off and start to see the world with a different angle or a different perspective, a different lens. So what I wanna share with you dolls today is that I have found that just like our parents, our religions and our ethical standards are a set of software, right? And one of the really great things about life is you get to prove out which parts you wanna keep and which parts you wanna proof and reconsider. And that can be so scary for so many of us. So many of us are taught that if you question anything around this set of system, that you're going to have a terrible future, um, horrible things happen to you, or a terrible afterlife. I would just suggest to you that that kind of keeps you from questioning what about this is good for me and what about it is bad. And the only reason that's important is because we're ever evolving and ever changing. 
Um, and it's really, really important to realize that that's just yet another opportunity you have to grow, to learn, to think, to question, and to become a better version of yourself. So I know it can be hard. I know it can be scary. But no matter your age, as you start to realize that you got a pair of software, a set of software, right? Your parents and your religion or your ethical perspective. I think one of the beautiful things about life is kind of sitting there with each decision you're making and question and think about and take in new information so that you can reconsider what things you want to put in as your values as you make your way into the best version of you that you could possibly be. And don't forget, as you're doing that, to think about all the others around you and how you have the possibility and opportunity to make it a better place and a better experience for them too. Hey, it's Zach. My personal friends Shelly and Gary Elliott are huge allies and supporters of The Gailey Dose. They're also the primo real estate agents in luxurious Hilton Head. Whether you're looking for a primary or investment home, they are the team for you. Check them out at Elliott.RealEstate. That's Elliott, two T's, two L's, or call them at 770-639-1174. That's 770-639-1174. Dose of Party Heart. All right, dolls. So this is my favorite part where we get to chat a little bit about an important topic. And today's topic is partying, actually. For some, obviously, for us dolls, we know how much gays can party. Not all of us do, but there are parts of gay society that go really hard. And they go far into ages partying than um, many of my straight counterparts, certainly. So I've shown up at work sometimes at a 40-year-old and I'm like, oh my gosh, last night, no one can relate in my straight community. <laughs> okay, they just cannot. They went to bed at 10 p.m. <laughs> right, yeah, and I'm like, kids. oh my God, I was up till 6. Yeah. So um, obviously- You're in the I, same outfit. Yeah. You're, really, <laughs> you're like, you're like, girl. Cool onesie. <laughs> <laughs> no, and obviously, um, you know, I also was a late bloomer, so I kind of got to spend some time, sure. but I've seen plenty of guys that are even yeah. older than that that are out and yeah. about. So question is, why do we do this? Like, I, I think, is it harder than straight people? Is it particular to our community? What are your all's thoughts on that, just straight up? I think there's a lot of conversations about, like, drug use and abuse in the gay community, mm -hmm. sadly. Like, if you go to a lot of AA circles, NA circles, there's sadly a lot of gay members in there, mm -hmm. especially for like the difference in how many gay people there are based in our society. So you're like, whoa. But, you know, like I'll keep referencing Sex in the City until I die. But like going back through these seasons, mid 90s, every time there's a mention of a gay, it's about how they're at a party. Yes. And the party is just scandalous and wild and everybody's sex half naked. Sex driven. Yeah. And I think it's definitely in a level where it goes back into our history, personally. Mm -hmm. I like wanna drive everything from history. But I think about where was the only place we could hide and get down mm -hmm. for a long time? Probably a club underground. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. was the only place we could probably have sex? Probably in a club underground, right? So then we were having sex. I mean, you could have sex in your bed. 
You could. A novel but, idea, right? But I mean, <laughs> meeting somebody. I don't know if the only place you have sex was <laughs> is a club. club. But, but I get what you're saying. But right, so, yeah. so you're thinking about like, there's no grinder. Mm -hmm. There's no true place to sit there and like comfortably be like, oh, you're gay, other than an underground nightclub. I'm thinking New York. You go down a stairwell, you enter a club, everybody's half naked because it's like this final chance to just like start flirting to a level you've never been embraced to be able to do. So I think about it in that form. But is it, a think, but is it like a learned behavior? Because that's, that's a, you're talking about a past generation. I am talking about a past generation that's built a culture that has carried uh, on. Carried over. We take so much from history that we don't give acknowledgement all the time to. That, I mean, to me, feels like a start to be able to explain why we party so hard. Because yeah. I do think we do. I think it's also escapism. I think people, it's hard to be a minority of any kind. Um, and I think that to some degree, we were like the outcasts um, when, when living in a straight world. Um, and I think that sometimes people want to just escape that world sometimes and just party it up. If you have so many inhibitions about your sexuality, about judging yourself, you're trying to rewrite that completely, I definitely think alcohol and drugs can help you completely wash that away. Mm -hmm. You can be out with your friends and not have a care in the world, yeah. right? So you're right, there's such a set free moment when you do dive into that. So I think you're completely right. Yeah. I do wonder why we now have these structured circuit parties yeah. that are so built about you plan your weekend, yeah. you get the hotel, you buy your drugs. Yeah. Now it's like, like that mocking voice you've got. <laughs> you got a mock plan your weekend, <laughs> girl. I'm your, I mean, I'm your gay but travel But there's a lot agent. of our people that do that and they have a great time mm -hmm. too. What well, you so I, would, I would love that to happen on Jake. So no one has partied harder than I have. I have been there. Truth, I've seen her. That. Wait, no, no, no. You're still alive. There are, so somebody I has. Have all the drugs, all the after parties, all the after afters, and then now with my two feet on the ground with the business to lose at 33 years old, the, the, the fantasy has kind of dwindled down and now it's not so rich anymore. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there is this, gay men are caught in this Peter Pan syndrome of, where we have had, what? we've had a long life of you know playing defense or playing you know in the shadows, and then now that we don't have to, and now that there are clubs, bars, circuit parties that will allow us to be free and all of our inhibitions that we've ever had and wanted, um, we get to live in mm -hmm. real life. We get to do that in real time. Um, but the older that I have gotten, the more responsibilities that I have taken on. And I'm trying to really, you know, make, you know, major moves. And it is, it, it's, it's disheartening when I see people that are in neutral and that don't want to grow or will not allow themselves to grow. I think I was one of the very, not very few people, I think people um, in Atlanta do it very successfully, but I see a lot of people that just kind of get in this neutral gear and don't allow themselves to to grow and to kind of kick into that fifth or sixth gear you know yeah. so they mm -hmm. kind of hang out in it I, and i think that that is 
the older I've gotten, the more I want to like. I, I, I love seating. I like hotel bars, circuit music. I have really never it's seating. I like at a circuit I mean, party. Listen, can you imagine? Listen, I love Excuse circuit me. music, but I really don't like it. You know, all. it's like doom, doom, so doom, I, and you just do like I will, the two. I mean, I do the two step I, for like eight hours, and yeah. I'm like, if I can't fuck not somebody me, I'm like, hey, use those arms. In the morning, I'm not okay, pack it up, roll and all. I'll be high as a kite and I'm like 4 a.m. rolls around they're like you want to go to somebody else's house no I want to go home yeah I, I do and now think... I just don't and now I just don't go out which is so sad because on Saturdays I'm sitting there knitting watching Martha Stewart livers <laughs> well no, no, no you're not always Martha Stewart living and I am as happy as a clam I clam it's, it's also scary that it's like I am in I'm sitting in this house on a Saturday when all my friends are out shaking their ass and I'm like, it just it's just not appealing yeah. anymore. And I wish it was, but it's not. But I think I think so. I think it's so it's many not. so many things we said that are so fun. So what, number one, like we are men. We like to like we have a lot of testosterone, fuck. it drives us. There's yeah. not just the fucking, there's the like go oh, like no, there's go fucking. but there's go hard. Fuck. There's go Show hard. There's dance up. hard. There's like so there's that aspect about like something primal about that experience, right? But you're right, like these men that were like they found these safe spaces, but they were also poured a bunch of porn as their example of what it meant mm -hmm. to be gay. And if I'm gonna get beat up by my brother or my cousin and I'm gonna come here, I'm gonna at least have sex. Like at least that's because that's all it is. Yeah. Gay's just sex. There's a whole lot of other things about being gay than just who we have sex with, right? There's a way we look at the world, there's a way we interact, there's a whole other society we're building. But I do think I do think that it's something that we like have taught each other. Like mm. younger gays come into the society and those who go there kind of go like, oh, is this where I'm supposed to belong? And those who like peace out early and take their energy elsewhere, they do great things, right? They invest their time in other things. And some of us get caught in it mm -hmm. for a long time. And yeah. it's hard to pull out. People get caught by the alcohol, they get caught by the sex, they get caught by the, the, the feeling drugs. of family, yeah, yeah, the, the feeling of family, of belonging, and right? And also the fear of missing out, I feel like is, yeah, is, FOMO. is huge, right? It is. Because sometimes when I do not go out, I have this constant fear of like, oh my God, what have I missed? Mm -hmm. And then when I go out, and I'm in the mix because what I, the, the, the equation and algorithm that I kind of stand by is I will go out to a circuit party like once every other month. I feel like I, I can get my fix. I've got it. I, I'm in the scene. I don't feel like I'm like, oh my God, I'm this old man. You've retired. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, I haven't retired, retired yet. I have not retired, retired yet. You know, I go out, I let my hair down, but this like every other weekend, like Thursday through no, yeah, Sunday, yeah, 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 every yeah. weekend, I just like, well, I, I also who pay, has got the time for I, that and the money? Then, and, yeah, I, then, I pay for it. Like today I woke up, I got out of bed at like, one o'clock because oh, I went out you last went out night. Out. Oh, okay. And my what time my did you get home? are massive. Not even that late. I want to say maybe one, two o'clock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But my two a.m. My, my yeah. Oh wow. That's what I'm saying. So, but the Ooh. hangovers are fucking terrible. Yeah. Like you know? for me, somebody somebody who doesn't so know bad. like this richness you speak to because you were like when I was in the thick of it, it felt rich. I want to know what feels rich about it, right? Oh, it's I've, amazing. I've all danced the, the two-step at a circuit the, party. The music, the drugs, I've gotten the dancing, attention. the hot boys. I've I never, just, I oh, wonder, but I want to awesome. know why we take it to the that. degree of going like so hard, right? Yeah, yeah it's like, like, I it's don't, like the new... Honestly, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know. But you know why? Because we don't have any kids. 
I, 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 there's fairness I truly, and women I truly, around you because women are balancing. Think, they're like, what the? I truly what are we doing? Think that, <laughs> like, like, because there's I know. no anchor. I mean, unless you have like, I've got two dogs. I've got two Boston Terriers. I mean, that would be my only. I mean, like, I would go out to a club and go to the after hours and be like, hey, I've got to pop home really quick and let my dogs mm -hmm. out. But imagine that tenfold where you have a kid, you've got a wife that you've got to take care of. You know, it's like straight people don't do that because they've got responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. But what's interesting is think about this. Like, what if you valued yourself? And, and I'm, I'm being honest, right? I balance. I like to do that because I feel like I still want to be relevant and connected to some degree. But also I'm like, you know what? It is a thing that you slowly let go. Mm -hmm. I'm slow. Because I'm you realize down. there are a lot of great things we can do with all that energy and yeah. time. Because it's a ton of time. It's yeah. a ton of ton awesome of time to go do great things in the community yeah. mm -hmm. for yourself, create a business, do a side hustle. Yeah. Like there's a lot and of also, great like, things we can do. Know, like for me, it's just like getting that in-depth conversation. I yes. cannot have, I cannot <laughs> yes, have, baby. I cannot have, and that is why we are here. The Gaily Dose is, is with you uh, in the present time. Is present because time. you can't have that kind of conversation in a circuit party. No, no. It is a, facade it is a surface level mm -hmm. it is a hey what's up how are you and I mean how are you gonna talk about you know really Im important things when you've got an 808 just bump bump right bump, bump, and bump, I think or I you're think, under the influence and so I think that that's what everybody wants when they yeah. get a little bit older is just a little bit more depth to that yeah. conversation yeah as our mind ages we like yearn for more intellectual connection right and that intellectual connection is driven by like yeah deep understanding one another but I do is the passage of communication yeah but I do think so there's this opportunity that young gays who are listening those of you who are listening have an opportunity to accelerate so you can wait until you're like 40 or 35 or whatever age to like be like hey mm -hmm. like I'm gonna reroute this energy and all the income and all the money or you can start to select that earlier enjoy it still get out there yeah. Dante does that too right but then she turns right around bitches working bitch, right yeah. like right into like mm -hmm. keeping it Oh, dolls, don't get me wrong. I love a sick ass yes. circuit party. <laughs> I live, I live for a circuit party, yeah. but there's just you know like balance. Yes. Yeah, there's that balance. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I've got like a good, it, it all depends on like the crew that I'm going with. You know, if I've got like four or five people that are like like my best friends and all that stuff, but like just me and like another person like going, you know, I, I want it yeah. to be special. You know, I also think so. I keep questioning this degree of like. I feel you. There's a level of all humans that have escapism, right? Like old white people, they go on a cruise. They're lit. It's Royal Caribbean. Old well, white people. Eat. It's yeah, the Atlantis. It's the Atlantis. It's right. But like, it's we, we, a lot of our gays choose drugs. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, I'm at a point where I'm starting to think, are we still running from a pain that yes. society has like yes. really rooted in us? 100%. And it breaks and it breaks my heart. I mean, 100%. I gotta be honest, I'm the odd one out in this group right here. Cause I have the opposite of FOMO. I have JOMO, where like I love What's JOMO? I love the joy of missing out. The joy I love I love that you do. I love that you do. The joy of missing out. I don't know why. Because oh my God. but that's because do, you've do chosen I have, you do I have you're like 
<laughs> Maybe no, now you now do. Now you do. Because there's, I Maybe love Jomo. The joy of missing but for out. Me, for me, I think it's because I spent 18 to 22, like, mm-hmm. seeing the same club with the same people, act the same way, night after club, night. Next club. Next yes. club. Airplane, <laughs> trains, and elevators. elevators. And for me, it, it became so mundane. But I think if I paired a drug or a drinky with that, it would change my experience entirely. But I think being sober... I had to face mm-hmm. my pain head on and I had a lot of hard years in front of me but I think I'm in such a different level of comfort where like going out reaching for escapism isn't something like I'm yeah. so yearning after mm-hmm. anymore and I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal but like I, I, I think I've got to dig deep and like look inside as to you, that's a great question why do you have Jomo? But you, Hello? But, but you know what? There's this thing. So I don't know if some of you may have read The Velvet Rage, which was a really great book. I love that right? book. Really love great book. book. But you know what's interesting is they kind of talk about, he talks about going away and finding me. yourself. But I do think that that aspect mm-hmm. of leaving the party scene and just being content, doing a dinner party, watching TV with some a few good friends, yeah. that's kind of like not needing the culture to define you. You are the culture. You're gay. Right. Gays marry. Gays hang out at home and watch TV and play board games with their friends friends like we don't have to let that one part and the other thing I would say is we can redefine that part we could turn those parties into less aggressive if yeah. we want to we 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 got the money book right. clubs I'm hey, starting one I am starting a book club oh, yeah. no I really am I'm a fucker ready reading book <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that's Let's a great idea. At home pasta. I think you might be joking. Right, but that, that. that's a, that's literally the reason why we started the podcast. Right, right. right. Or yeah. started the game night that we had at your house, right? right? Yeah. Where it's like we wanted a deeper connection. We wanted to learn about the Beyond people in surface our surface level. Yeah, it, people in our community. We didn't want to, you know, spend the money and you know have the hangover. And the sex mean? is empty. The drug is empty. It and is. the dance is empty. At the end of the day, you want things that and are I more meaningful. And I think it's kind of sad sometimes when you think about. The gay gay culture is defined by party drugs and alcohol. Well, here's the good news. And exactly, there are a lot of gays. There are a lot of gays not in I our city. That, too. I think that that is one sector because you have Agreed. to realize everybody over 35 is like hopped out in the in their own lane, doing their own like big and, deals. I'm you still know. here, bitch. You've got like doctors, <laughs> lawyers, which are honestly the craziest. No, you're right. You're right. Head once, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not gonna put. I mean, you already put it out. I know. I'm not going to put any names out on the But um, I think that it is just, just, if you can clinch onto that youth for as long as possible, back to the Peter Pan syndrome. Mm. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you explain Peter Pan syndrome? I think Peter Pan syndrome because I think as gay men, you've been disenfranchised for so long, especially when you're growing up, you're always, you you know, it's like you're, you're, you're almost there, but like you're different. You're different, you're a minority, you don't fit in, yep. chances are you've been girl. bullied, and you know, you've had to sit with the lunch ladies, not that they weren't lit, but you, <laughs> you kind of missed out on that kind of camaraderie, right. camaraderie, camaraderie. With, camaraderie. That blah blah yeah. blah, blah blah Oh wait, hold on, I'm so <laughs> I'm Camaraderie, oh, here I'm we so go, so here so we go. That, that camaraderie with like your, your peers, you know? And yeah. I think when you enter into the gay world, mm-hmm. you can really kind of curate your own family, and I think that that is when you have Friend groups, just you know, go out to the bars, go out to the clubs. Um, but maybe. Tell but us if how you notice, though, when when friends, when the packs go out to the bars, no one's introducing themselves. When you oh, to other to, people. When you yeah, go yeah, to yeah, a right. circuit party in Atlanta, 
you come with your five people yeah. and then you leave Maybe. with your five people. It is so the craziest thing. I'm like, if you are going to go out, okay, at least go. introduce Wait. yourself. At Give least be like, hey, what's up? My name is Daniel. Hey, my name is Jake. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Hey, going to get you a drink. You know, it's like, that's the problem that I have with like circuit parties is like everyone's going out wanting the same thing, but no one wants to take the initiative to make the same thing that everyone wants happen. No one wants yeah. to execute it. Everyone just shows up and goes, who's going to hit on me first? But you've yeah. got a lot of prima donnas sitting around staring at each other going, who's going to talk to me first? And it's like, it's very well, fair. Come on. But you know, I, it, is, it is be the change you want to be, right? Be like you want to see. And so trust me, showing up, showing up see older in those venues, yeah. you got to be, but I, I, I try to have the conversations, right? Yeah. I try to, and literally, I mean, you guys know that I'll talk you about. You try to show your, you, get, you collect your Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. except for collecting I mean, my Pokemon. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I'm like, let's talk about the kind of influence you're going to have as a, as a drag queen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Not a lie. <laughs> I mean, being the change you want to be, I think going back to FOMO, I think social media can keep us in like this circular version of well, it, gay culture it too because it, it, feeds it pumps in FOMO it, heavily it, because like, you could be at home making your own at-home pasta gluten-free and you check your iPhone iOS update 8 and you say wait everybody's out doing this FOMO is entering my mind whereas if you didn't iOS check that update you'd honey, be like 15.1 yeah. you'd be like I was having a great time making my at-home pasta with my 12 year old Maltese yeah that's what I'm saying so like we we also if you want to be the change you want to be it could be a good task to say like let me start associating myself with people who have like-minded moments we do not only need to be friends these days with gay people no that's I true have heterosexual friends that have true. similar ideals i have gay friends that have similar ideals we are like forgetting the vast amount of complexities that live in all of us which is going to like the energy we might need to redirect i do think one other thought and i i asked this is like i'm not the same youth right age but i also wonder if there's the fomo of like hey i could meet a guy there Always. or i could meet a guy there yeah. right as but you're gonna meet a guy that could be strung out that could be addicted that doesn't have their life together like it's not like shit. is this the place you know where you want to meet mr I feel like right you're projecting. do you want to tell us something <laughs> no i'm just saying that's not like i used i used to when i first was a new gaby i used to think this oh i could meet someone in this venue what i've realized is i probably gonna meet someone doing stuff that i like to do that's good stuff that I want to do in the world, not necessarily in that venue. But this is also not a knock on circuit parties. No, I just want to let everyone know, like, I am so here for a circuit party. I love them. I, my whole thing is I just like to space them out. It's like balance. I like to space them out. I'm like, one every two months, I'm here for it. Yeah. But that whole, like, every other weekend, I just... And if if any of you dolls think this is just bullshit, like, I would love for you guys to message us. Give us feedback. Because we don't want to, like, steer people wrong, right? We're just trying to make the community a better place. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. With your no dancing... Daddy, have an ass. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> have you heard of AHF? AHF is a global nonprofit that provides cutting edge medicine and advocacy to people everywhere. Regardless of your socioeconomic standing, they provide services that help our community, such as free STD testing. With your support, 96 cents of every dollar earned at their pharmacy goes towards helping HIV and AIDS medical services everywhere. If you want to find out more, go to ahf.org or hivcare.org today. Ringling dingling, I think someone called for Dr. Dose.
Hey, what's going on, The Dose? I started dating this guy about a year and a half ago, and he recently asked me to move in with him. I don't know. I've been weighing it back and forth, and part of me wants to, but a part of me just doesn't feel like I'm ready, and I just don't know how to tell him. Um, any advice for me? All right, boys. So who is Dr. Dose? I think it's my turn. Okay, all right. There we go. Mr. Okay. Martinez. Miss Ma'am. So we had got uh, Caleb from Atlanta calling in. Oh, and he, uh, when is it the perfect time to move in with your boyfriend? And also, if it's not, how do you stop a move in from breaking up the relationship? And so, Caleb. The diagnosis is you might have a little bit of insecurities about your relationship going into it. So Dolls, what do you think about Caleb moving in with his boyfriend or if he has hesitations about it, how does he tell his boyfriend that maybe this is not the right time without causing a fritz in the relationship? Wait, what are so your thoughts? The call said they've been together a year and a half. They've been together a year yeah. and a half. Okay. Okay. So and the boyfriend is wanting to move in. And Caleb is going, I don't know if this is the yeah, right yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, why are you dating literally somebody during COVID? How did y'all meet in the first place? Y'all were being safe. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Six feet, six feet. Six feet, six feet, six feet. No, six I think feet. it's great. Lots of people I know kind of have like settled into someone during the pandemic. And I think that could be a future. Like yeah. that could be a real like thing, right? Yeah, but my, but my question is, if it's been a year and a half, I feel like that's enough time to like... A year and a half like, is so enough time. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, well, what's know, the hesitation? You it know, has like been a year term. and a half for sure. Yeah, because I still think that's pretty early on. Really? Personally, yeah. I mean, oh. so I live with two incredible roommates. A situation I would never want to leave. But a year and a half to me wouldn't portray anything. I mean, he said what? He spends the night a bunch. Is that what he, he said? Spends the night a bunch. Spends the night a bunch. I think moving in together is the biggest degree of stepping into a serious relationship. Like you move in with somebody, you then find out every side of who that. That person is yeah. for me that will show compatibility like nothing else i think the thing you may want to remember caleb Caleb. Some people are really picky about their individual time. So I think it's important to remember, let's say you are not ready to move in with them because Caleb doesn't want to move in. Caleb does not. Caleb yeah, has no. reservations Caleb about moving know. in. Yeah, His th boyfriend wants to move in. Yeah, I get So that. I think, first of all, spend some time thinking about it. Are you guys going to move into a new place together? Could it save you guys some money? Yes, no. But I think you want to think about how much you value your personal time being in and an individual at home alone because that's super important when you move in with somebody you're sharing that space constantly but i feel like individual time flies out the window when it is in that sweet spot of a year when it's a year everything is roses right i mean maybe not a year a six year. months into it like you kind of the crazy comes out left or right way before you. no actually studies show two two and a half years is when people go left really yeah two go and a half two go left two okay. and a half years is when people you can uh, kind of because you can fake it for a very long time yeah i didn't know that you can think oh oh baby i would love to refill this i would love to put up the dishes i would love to do this that and the third and then you know when they start letting their guard down then, then it's then, a totally different thing out. and it's like, <laughs> hey, like hey like you know you're not cooking dinner anymore you're not going to the grocery store anymore you don't call me anymore and then you get comfortable and so uh, for me caleb i would say having your own space just being someone that just went through that 
keeping your own space for as long as you can is the most important thing. Having a sense of self and having your own personal space where you can retreat to. Like, let's say if they were in a fight, right? That's what a two and they got in a, in a tip, and then they wanted to, you know, I mean, how big of a tip can you get into when you're sleeping in the same bed together? You know, yeah, you know. I so think- you can like, you know, re- retreat and then can reconvene when you guys have, you know come to an agreeable terms on whatever the argument was. I think you're right. Like having some personal space is really big. And I don't think that's silly. Like having the two bedroom, there are times you just need to get away from someone. But um, I also say, hey, two investments are better than one. So if you both own, I'd keep that other one and rent it out. (laughs) Come on, rental property. But you know, like- Come on, rental property. Real estate mobile. Come on, disposable income. (laughs) I mean, that's how it'd be for me. So, (laughs) but I would say this too. I think if there's reservations too there's some reason yes, like there's, there's always some reason yeah. for it so why not talk about it but if you can't talk about something with this person you can't live with them so if it's like hey I'm worried about my space or I'm worried that it's too fast and you know you're already a little clingy like there's there might be something underneath it like you should be able to talk to the person the first love language is honesty if you can't be honest with them now yeah you want to be able to be honest with them in five years yeah, I want to piggyback off that because Caleb let's say you come to the decision and you're just not ready yet try your best to reaffirm your partner like I'm happy with the situation I enjoy dating you I think our relationship is great please don't let this be an indicator that I'm not in love with you and that I don't enjoy this to me it could just be a stance of am I prepared yeah well I I actually I do know for sure all the pet peeves kind of come out when you move in together everything's kind of like magnifying right and actually Katy Perry actually I heard on the radio today she she has a big um her big pet peeve with Orlando Bloom is she he leaves floss all over the house. Oh, shit. Nice. Well, and I have, actually do that with the floss sticks, honestly. <laughs> they have a house staff of like 15 I was about in, to that, that. in that compound. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is it just gets magnified, so it can be hard. But at the same time, it's like, I want to save some money. Let's move in. If that was my one annoyance, I'd be married forever. I will say this about the financial thing. I think people do not, they underestimate that like you can get in a situation now where you are financially, I see this all the time in the gay world, candidly. All the time. With a financial person. And so now you cannot make the choices you need to make because you need to actually say, hey, I need to pop out. Um, I had the weirdest random thought. I had advice one time that never get take a job where you can't leave them. Like you should always be able to say, hey, I gotta go to do the job well. I think that's true in a relationship too. too. I think like if you can't peace out at any point because you're afraid that you're not gonna be taken care of, that's a problem because you can't be real with your partner. You're not like really equal. Yeah, but then, but, but, but that just says that you're one foot out the door at any moment. So I don't know if I totally agree with that, but Caleb, I have got the remedy for you. So, no for Helmut. What I suggest, Caleb, is that you think about it, you tell him, and you be honest, transparent. Transparency wins the game. I know it's very hard to curate that um, type of conversation, but it will save you a lot of money and heartache uh, in the very near future, inevitably. Um, I would say, I want to wait another three months. If he's gonna put the pressure on you to move now, let's just say, just give me three more months, and if we can make this work in three months, then I would love to talk seriously about moving in with you. Right, dolls? Completely agree, girl. Well, good luck, Caleb. We're here for you. 
light, red light, pow. It's gays that play. All right, guys. So I'm responsible for the game today, and I am going to be true to my brand and have questions that are like about like deeper things. So get ready. <laughs> yeah, think quickly. Right. Um, first start. question, what's the wisest thing um, that anyone has ever told you? Oh, this is a thinker. That's, I, I need this one's tough. Six thinkers. You, you go first. Uh, you go first. Um, yeah. uh, wisest thing anyone told me, someone said, uh, if you can't leave your job, you can't do your job. Which means like you, Kellogg professor told me that and it was like, hey, if you can't like literally exit, you can't really say the things you need to say to make the job really good. Is it the same for men? What? <laughs> can't leave Honestly, okay. if you can't leave them, you can't love them. Maybe. Okay, I know. My mom told me that life is all about choices. And if you don't, if you feel like you're on the wrong path, you can always turn around and go on another one. That's good advice. I, I think I'm going to like morph this just to tittle because this tittle. thinker's just killing me. <laughs> I think the one thing, piece of wisdom that was handed to me was resilience is a character trait that will get you very far in life. And that is going to be my answer because I cannot think of anything. I love it. That's good. I love it. <laughs> it's all right. All right, next one. Um, <laughs> what do you know now that you wish you knew then? I mean, I can, I can like bring mine to a very just financial place. I wish somebody told me about interest rates on credit cards. Oh, oh I remember you talking about that. You didn't learn that maybe, in high school? Um, no. We no. had to take a class on that. No, we, we, had, like, dude, we had that. That would be lit. We had shitty Texas. high school. Um, but yeah, baby got into like quite a bit of credit card debt. That, you like, talked about this on, minute, your, on my YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. I watched Took it. a minute for me to yeah. get out of. And I think, it, I think I wish I knew that a little earlier. Yeah, how about you? Dodge a bullet. Don't give a fuck about what people think about you, especially when it comes to the gay thing. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why Why was I obsessing? Oh, I'm like, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know? I, close to that one, mine is about like, I wish I had known earlier that most people are about their own lives and they're not looking at you as much as you think that they yes. are. And then that's the whole, like, you do all these sure. things, you think like you got an audience and then you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually yeah. nice, yeah. right? It's so nice. All right, let's so see. Next one. Okay. If you had three years left, what would you do differently? You knew you had three Spend years left. Spend my money. Why am I saving? I mean, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a good that's point. Fair, I mean, know. but it, let's be honest. Go on it, it is still three years. It is 36 yeah. months. So. Budget, budget for three years. Yeah, budget for three years. <laughs> I, my ass would buy a Volvo because I finally Ooh, would just get a yes. Volvo. But I think I would emotionally reach out to like anybody I've ever had a really deep connection with mm. and try to really segment time to be like, let's rekindle this in some way and just let me share with you how much I love you. So, yeah. I, I think three years should, to I live. think you should do that either way. Yeah. Completely. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's great advice. Yeah. yeah. That's you the think... wisest thing anyone's ever told me. <laughs> told you. It was what you said to yourself. <laughs> I would definitely say I would do kind of both, right? Like your money, you'd be like, hey, let me rethink mm -hmm. this. And then like I think the people that are close to me now are the people that are meant to be close to me now. I would like Double click into all of them. And definitely there's a trip or two. Wait, I would there's pull Queen Latifah last <laughs> holiday, okay? Spend all my money and then come to the point where I'm like, life is beautiful. I fell in love with life. And then I find out that I have the rest of my life to live. And then you'd be like, yay, I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. All right, one more. Uh, what's the last we one? Um, um, let's see. Okay. Um, who is teacher. your greatest teacher and why? Who's your greatest teacher and why? So, 
I have like a literal teacher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I love that. My tenth and eleventh grade earth science teacher, Miss Janess, was my greatest teacher because she every Friday said, "Fuck an exam, fuck class. We are going to have real talk Fridays." She sat us down at a young age and brought real worldly issues to the table about intellectual things, the way we were growing up, what we were seeing in our parents. And she spent every Friday doing that. Do I know if it was okay by administration? No idea. (laughs) But truly, in the literal form of teacher, she was my greatest and I will always remember her. I love Ms. Janess. Um, I will say I was horrible at math growing up. And they put me in, my mom put me in like this jumpstart program or whatever. And the way. Hooked on fun. <laughs> no, kind of. <laughs> they, um, the way they treated you and you counted most of the time M&M. So, of course, my fat ass learned how to do Should math. Real quick. Real fat. Red, yellow, blue. <laughs> <laughs> so now I can, uh, I can do basic math. With so was our teacher there? Or who's the teacher? I don't remember her name. Now I can but do addition. Yeah. Now I don't, but hey, at least I'll have to pull out the uh, calculator when I'm doing the tips. Yes. I never understand why people I never understand why people actually literally have to pull out a calculator. I don't know. You just move the decimal it's around. It's in your head, right? Just move the decimal yeah. point double. I, uh, mine is like definitely Mrs. Land. My like I was totally a choir boy, and like this lady like put up with me for four years, but like also shaped me. Yeah. Right, like it's so crazy. She was you, a choir teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And she uh, taught orchestra, and she like helped people come out and helped other people yeah. like be who they were and deal with like terrible parent situations. Yeah. And you realize like later in life, like these people who take that moment in your life, like change you. Yeah. And so like super kudos to all those women and men out there who teach and like- And take the and, extra step. Yeah, cause like care. here we are, look at, at our ages, like yeah. talking about them and- Vibing. Right. I'm just talking about m and M&M. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dolls everywhere unite. It's the call to Kiki. All right, dolls. So today's call to Kiki is my task. And what I'm going to say is we talked earlier about balance um, around the whole party thing. And we really don't want to extend judgment to anyone because we've each, all of us, have been there in some way, shape, or form. What I would encourage you to do with your dolls is do two things. First of all, assess who your dolls are. If all your dolls party hard, party all the time, cool. Get some party f- less, less friends. Like just like less. get like one party, fr- one person in your life who doesn't do that. I think that's I think a I good just idea just to give you some balance, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Something okay. that has the same a similar hobby. Genius. Right. Like another hobby, something. Working out. But then with your dolls, you know, ask yourselves, like, like sit down and be like, hey, like, how much do we party? Is it healthy for us? Should we like consider like just have the conversation? I think even just having the conversation with each other about how much you're doing it will elicit so many different things. I've done that with my friends before, and you're just like, hey, like, what do we think? How are we doing? And it'll really like. And they all left you on red. Yeah. And they all went. <laughs> they all left <laughs> you on red. <laughs> I can't talk, gotta go. <laughs> it definitely deepens it's the not relationship. An invite. Yeah, no, absolutely. It definitely yeah. it deepens it. Right, yeah. yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. So babies, dolls. Yeah, because like, like, they're like real relationships. And I, mean, I think you're probably a great crew. And like you deserve to have those conversations with each other. We have had a great time today with you. And we uh, encourage you to love yourself, love other people, and remember to smile. Bye, dolls. Ciao.
Thanks for tuning in, doll. Email us at feedback at thegailydose.com your thoughts on this episode or DM us on any of our social media platforms at The Gailey Dose Pod. Remember, we'd love to hear from you on Dr. Dose, 323-673-1474. Thanks, loves.